Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Cinechicks podcast. I'm Hi. Lauren. Hi, everyone. I'm Maddie. I just got so excited. I didn't mean to talk over you, Lauren. It's okay. It's okay. There's forgiveness. There's grace in this closet of ours. Oh, yeah. I think we're on, like, episode five now. Oh, my gosh. It's like we've been doing this for it's five been, months. It's been a month. Yeah. Well, really, we've been working on it for longer than that because we had, like, a month of working up to launching. But what have been your overall... What's been your overall score of your experience being part of the Cinechicks podcast? Oh, my overall score, like my ranking, like out of 10? Yes. Hmm. I'm going to go with a solid nine. Nine? That's really high. Maybe an 8.5. Oh, you don't like me anymore? It's not you. It's more... It's not you. It's me. It's not <laughs> you. It's just things that are out of our control. Scheduling has been... Scheduling is hard. Is hard. We aim to do Sunday nights, which we're actually doing right now, yeah, which is great. It's working well. It does not always Although it's, it's work that way. It's 9.11 p.m., which my brain stops forming full thoughts, I think, at like 9.30, so I think... This could be fun, then. It could be interesting. Ah, we're going to make it work. Yeah. Well, we start every episode plugging our Instagram, because that's what Shameless people plug. big podcasts do. So if you listen to big podcasts, you should also listen to small podcasts like ours. And you should also follow us on Instagram at Cinechicks Podcast. Yeah, like su- support small business, support small podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Actually, Lauren, I don't know if I told you this, but I was riding in the car with, I don't think she would mind that I said her name on the pod, but I was riding in the car with Alex and she was like, man, I'm really enjoying the pod. And I was like, thanks, which she's, she's my best friend. So she kind of like has to say that, but she was like, you know, the the podcast feed started out real strong, and I was like, are you telling me that it's not been as good recently? And she's like, I mean, like, we could be more consistent. And I was like, that's fair. All right, I'm going to take that as accountability. So, you know, that's a fair, fair everyone, point. If I don't post on the podcast on Monday and Thursday this week, you can send me an L for being a loser. Noted. Let's hope we don't have to do that. Yeah. But anyways... Also, we started getting some reviews on Apple, and I'm just going to say, like, it really brings me joy. Thank you yeah. to everybody who's taken time to, like, write a review uh, and to, like, leave five stars. It's just super fun. Who was the review from our one friend that you were really excited about? There were several of them. The dude. Oh, Cody! Thanks for the review! Yeah, thanks, It was so Cody. fun. It's nice to meet you via a review. Yeah. So, guys, continue, if you don't mind. Give us five stars. Write us a review. We really enjoy them. I've read them all. Oh, all, all like six all of them. Of them. <laughs> all like six of them, but still. But um, anyways. So Lauren, what's going on? I thought before we jumped into the podcast, it'd be fun to do touch base. It's been a month since we yeah. gave them our life, who we are in life, and our origin story of our friendship. So what's going on in your life right now? Life is going. Teaching is going. Mm. We're making it. This weekend has been a very busy weekend for me. I had my academic UIL, like, sponsor. We had that on Saturdays, so that was a full day of thrilling academic competition with (laughs) middle schoolers. 
but it was it was a good day. How's that different than like a decathlon? A decathlon, they do ten events. Like they each do the ten events because it's a lot more competitive because it's a decathlon. Uh, UIL, they just pick which events they want to do. Okay, just telling you that something is a decathlon. D deck is ten. Like, really? Yeah, that's the that's like a decathlon, like a sporting event decathlon. They do ten events. Huh. Like yeah. what sport does that? It's track and field. Well, we both know that I was not a track and field gal. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Maybe like few people are. Neither was I. And then, yeah, what did you do today? Well, today I took a road trip to Waco with two of my friends from my small group. So we left at like 8 o'clock this morning, drove down to Waco, which is about a two-hour drive, went to church at our friend's church down there. What are Christians? I know. Got some lunch, got some coffee. And then we ended up spontaneously going to a Baylor baseball game while we were down there. Yeah, it was kind of funny because um, of the three of us, not a single one of us went to Baylor. It w- One of us went to Texas Tech, the other went to A&M, and then I went to OU. Yeah, and they were not playing. They were playing Duke, so it was like... We all love Duke. My friend was like... It's good baseball weather, and so I looked up the schedule, and I was like, well, there's a game. I mean, college baseball, when it's not, like, the World Series, which is not because it just started, it's, like, 7 buck. I think we pay, like, $7 a piece to go mm-hmm. to this baseball game. Weather's beautiful. Did you it's eat pretty hot fun. Dog? No. We had just eaten lunch, so we were pretty full, and I'd had coffee, yeah. which was delicious. It's a lot of combination in your gut. Yeah. So we opted not to, but it was good. So, Maddie, what have you been up to? Well, this weekend has been a really laid-back weekend for me. Um, last night I went to see a concert with my best friend Hannah, and... I'd just like to point out Maddie has lots of best friends, because she's referred to two, and I like to think I'm also one of them. Yeah, I would say there's four of you. Oh, I'm honored. Okay, continue. You um, went with Hannah. Yeah. We went to see a band that we really call- like called Band Valley, um, which Hannah and I, like, feel like we were part of their origin story, because we, like... Knew about them when they were playing, like, these tiny, 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 tiny venues. And now they're, like, headlining their own tour. Like we're so proud of them. Yeah, it, like, feels like we're, like, growing up with them, which they're, like, definitely younger than us. But That's there were so many teeny bobbers there the whole time. I was like, when did I become the old one at the concert? Like, at what point, Hannah kept looking at me. We were probably, like, two songs away from the end of the concert. And, you know, you just stand in, like, a, a large group of people. Oh, yeah. She was like, my feet and my back hurt, and I'm ready to take my makeup off and go to sleep. And I looked at my clock, and I was like, it's 10 o'clock. Like, that seems right. Hannah and I used to stay out doing all kinds of hooligan nonsense. Like, You've changed. Oh, We've become full adults. I don't know at what point my bedtime is 11 o'clock, but it now Also, like, the my thing with concert, I cannot stay. My back starts to kill me. That's like what she said, I don't have that issue. It like if I stand for too long, especially one spot, I'm like I, I can't do this. That's sad. I was all, we were talking before we came in here about how my back hurts, which makes yeah. me just feel really you go old. To the chiropractor. Probably. Well, it was interesting too. I feel like normally when I'm at a concert of any type, like live music, I love live music, and it's just like I feel like my tolerance level expands. Like things that typically would annoy me don't when I'm yeah. at live music. But last night, it was, like, this group of teeny boppers right in front of us. And the kid that was in front of me was probably, like, 6'2". 
which, like, I'm 5'3", so for somebody to be that much taller, standing directly in front of me where I'm, like, pretty close to his back, like, I couldn't see most of the stage, and then he kept jumping up and down. He would jump up and down and have his hand raised, so, like, him being 6'2", plus his arm. So he's now become about 7'5". Yes, and I kept looking at Hannah, and I was like, I'm so so annoyed and then the girl in front of hannah kept flipping her hair into hannah's face (laughs) (laughs) and so it was just kind of comical i mean it was a great show like i loved being there valley was great i had like a very strong rum and coke which was delicious like very happy about it about my whole experience standing in the rain was not great but it was like totally worth it was it outside no but you have to stand outside to get let into house that makes sense and, like, I love House of Blues. It's probably, like, one of my favorite Dallas venues. But, like, especially the smaller venues inside of House of Blues, I really like them. So, anywho, it was really fun. But yeah. beyond that, life's good. I like my job right now. It's yeah. good and challenging and fun. And Rocking it. I don't really have any other updates. Yeah. Gas Amongst really our... expensive. Ugh, Tired of paying so for it. annoying. But... Amongst our busy schedule, though, we did manage to both watch two movies this week. Yeah, and I watched, well, on Saturday morning, I watched, gosh, this is kind of embarrassing, but on Saturday morning, I watched the Tinder Swindler. I need to watch that. I've heard great things. And I watched Fire, the Fire Festival. Did I say it right? You did. <laughs> you looked at Correct. me like I didn't. I watched the Fire Festival documentary, too, on the tail end of finishing Inventing Anna on Netflix. So, Did you know it, that it, notice in Inventing Anna they mentioned the fire festival? That's why I watched it. Did I you see. know that Anna lived with Billy? That was a true McKellen? story. That's true. It's literally all true. Like they were. That part they, like, was true. It wasn't one that lives. was completely made up. That part's true. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. I know, which is why I watched it. And then the, I keep wanting to say the Twindler Swindler. That's no Tinder Swindler. It's kind of the same vibes too, of like a con man. That's just like a documentary, right? It's just one. But it's a true story. Okay, I need to watch that. Documentary equals true story. Anyways, I watched a lot of movies on Saturday. I didn't. I binged Inventing Anna. We got a nice day this week, which was kind of nice. Did you finish? Oh, yeah. I started Inventing Anna Wednesday night when I was home. And then, obviously, I didn't have to go to work on Thursday. And so I just watched the rest of the episodes. I love a good limited series. Feels low commitment to me. Things normally wrap up in a bow. You were complaining about the length of the episodes. They were a little long. I like a 45-minute episode. They were a solid hour, hour and eight. It was long. Oh, I thought I thought Inventing Anna was so good. I didn't even know. Oh, it's fascinating. There was just a couple where I was like, all right, I wish we had, you know, wrapped it up a little earlier. But the content was great. Shonda Rhimes can do no wrong. The girl that played Anna, I thought, like, her, the way that, have you seen any of the content on her, of her online of how she came up with Anna's accent? I've heard her, like, not really. Like, oh, not how she so came up with it. fascinating. She it's kept, I mean, that's a hard accent to keep going. Well, she wanted it to sound, so in an interview, I think with Jimmy Fallon, that could be wrong. In an interview, she says, well, I wanted Europeans to think that I sounded Americanized, and I wanted Americans to think that I was European. But I knew that I had to pull, like, Russian background and German Mm -hmm. because she's convincing everyone she's a German heiress, but she's actually from Russia. And so, like, she needed to, like, mix those two while including being Americanized while also, like, and vice versa. And so, like, she kind of talks through, like, okay, this is where my accent started and this is how it evolved. And I was like, wow, acting actresses and, you know, 
actors and actresses literally don't get enough credit for accents, I feel like. No, it's very impressive. It's so impressive. Yeah, so if you haven't watched that, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah. What, what night did we go and see Death on the Nile? Friday. Which, okay, so today we're going to review, can I segue? Yeah. Okay, so today we're going to review Death on the Nile and Nightmare Alley, which Nightmare Alley we wanted to review because it's nominated for an Oscar, and so we yeah. talked about it last week. Yes. And we had talked about how neither of us saw it. Death on the Nile is obviously a new movie this year, so you don't know if it'll get nominated for anything yet. But we went to the movie theaters on Friday. so We were debating on two movies. We were trying to figure out if we wanted to see Death on the Nile or Cyrano. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see Death on the Nile. Maddie wanted to see Cyrano. We got into a little bit of a debate. If you saw our Instagram story, we had some content. Uh. Which I feel like we'll have to review Cyrano and get into the details of like why we started debating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But we're a little frustrated with AMC right now. Uh, yeah, AMC. Well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's not really their know fault. If it's AMC as a whole, or if it's just our, our local location. AMC. We have like so we have two AMCs that are like fairly close to us. Yeah. One is significantly closer than the other, which is the yeah, one like we like we to can go get to. There in like eight minutes. Yeah. However. When we looked on Friday, keeping in mind, at this point, all of the ice had melted. The roads were 100% fine. Mm-hmm. You, like, go to, like, on the app, and it's like, this theater is closed. And I was like, but it's fine. Yeah. And so then we started looking at the other one, which is slightly well, farther. And I called them. And I called them, and it just, like, kept ringing and ringing and ringing until it told me that the theater was closed. Hmm. Uh, it's Come to find out, after we had already booked tickets at the other theater... Our favorite opened up, so it was kind of annoying. But the times didn't work. The time it's like it's been very hard to find schedule times that work for us to go see movies. Yeah. Also, for whatever reason, the theater that's closer to us it only has twelve theaters inside of it. Yeah. And I don't think that the, all of them are functional anymore. That would not surprise me. But they don't show as many movies. Like, I'm like, you guys no. could definitely show more movies in these theaters. Because I, I looked today and, like, Cyrano wasn't even on there. Yeah. Which I think is, like, I feel like that's a big release. Yeah. So, like, it, I don't know what's going on with AMC that's, like, basically in our backyard, but it, they're, like, I'm afraid that they're going to close and then I'm going to be really sad. Especially because they haven't gotten, like, a renovation and it's still a pretty old theater. Yeah. But... Anyway, so we did see, we did manage to go see Death on the Nile on Friday. And I, I was excited about this. I feel like you weren't quite as excited. Yeah, I think I just, like, I'm like, okay, I feel like this has been done before. Like, how is it different than Knives Out? Like, it feels like another Clue movie. And it also just, I'm like, I could probably watch the first ten minutes of this movie and then predict what happens. And... Uh, spoiler alert, she did! <laughs> well, I'm great at predicting movies. I don't know why that's a surprise okay, to anyone. Okay, okay. And... I'm saying that with great humility. Like, I just, I will say I enjoyed the movie. Like, yeah, we can get into all the, de- we're going to get into all the details of what we did and didn't like about it. But going, comparing the two, Cyrano was just more interesting to me. I really like the leading actor in Cyrano because he's in Game of Thrones. So, like, I'm already, like, a fan of him. Yeah. I think, like, like, I, this is very out of character. For me, but I'm a like I like uh, like Pride and Prejudice, and I think it like has some of that vibe to it. Yeah, and very very different, obviously, in the yeah. grand scheme of things. But 
Anyway, era. I just seemed like more interesting to me than like I'm gonna be like I probably could predict Cyrano. Yeah, but I also think that there were, from what I could tell, more elements. However, the way that Death in the Nile opened was a big surprise to me, and I had I didn't anticipate to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I will say so. Like Death in the Nile is based on an Agatha Christie book. Yeah, which I had not read, so I was like, I had no idea what was gonna happen. But you like, hadn't Agatha read it either, Christie. I didn't know. I knew it was based on a book, and I knew it was a classic mystery mystery yeah. novel. And so to me, I'm like, it's gonna be predictable because. It's a classic. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I, I was, like, I was excited about it. We can kind of, we can kind of jump into, so, like, we did rate these two movies on our spreadsheet mm-hmm. called Cinechicks, Our Opinions, but, like, in data form. Um, Go check it out. We've tried really hard to make sure all the movies that we've mentioned on here are rated, and if they're not, they will be soon, because we're just double-checking. But, yeah. so. There's over 200 movies on there now. Yeah. We are cranking so there's lots of movies so if you have a question or if you are like did they watch this movie you can go check now we haven't like both of us haven't seen all of them so like a good chunk of the ones that i've seen maddie hasn't seen and so forth but in this case we both obviously saw them so starting with my critical impression of death on the nile i actually thought it was more well done than i was expecting yeah okay wait review our listeners what exactly critical impression yes Critical impression is, like, the official stuff. So that's, like, cinematography, the the score of the movie, the music, the acting, the costuming. Like, overall, like, award-winning effort. effort. Yeah. Um, and so I actually thought this was really well done. What I did not know until recently is the director of this movie is Kenneth Branagh, mm-hmm. who... Also directed Belfast, which we have not yet seen, mm-hmm. but he also played the main character in this movie, which I thought was fascinating. So he, like, I'd, like, heard of him. I just, like, had not put two and two together that that's who that was. He also played Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter in Chamber of Secrets. Oh. How did I not know that? I don't know. I just looked at his face again, and I was like, he was in Harry Potter. He was. But... He did a really good job directing. I thought the cinematography. Wait, what's his name? Kenneth Branagh. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh He's yeah, when you look at his like IMDb picture. Yeah, he looks very much like Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah. He does not look very much like Hercule Poirot, which is who he plays <laughs> in this film. Yeah. Which is also, I'm gonna try not to say that too many times because for some reason I can't pronounce it. But anyway, so Death of the Nile, like I thought, the cinematography was well done. They like used like black and white at the beginning really well the scenery was beautiful obviously it's set in egypt because that's where the nile is yeah and it was just like i mean i probably feel like they didn't actually go to egypt to film it and it was all staged but however they did it i'm gonna it's beautiful yeah you should look that up um but it was like it was stunning the costume was great and so forth. So I would say, like, my overall critical impression, I rated it a 7.5, which is on, like, the higher end of, like, average for me. Okay, looping back, the film was supposed to be filmed in Morocco instead of Egypt, but filming ended up only taking place in England. Okay, so they, like, obviously the pyramids were not the real pyramids. Yeah, for sure not. But yeah, but I thought it was really well done. So that was my critical impression of Death on the Nile. Yeah. 
Um, so my critical impression, I gave it a 7.5. Um, so same as Lauren. I think I gave it a higher score because I was really surprised with the cinematography of this movie. The opening is probably like the like most okay. This episode of Cinetrix Podcast is gonna contain some spoilers. Not like major spoilers. Not major spoilers. Just like the beginning of the movie. I won't I won't ruin the end of the movie, but we are definitely going to talk in depth about things that happen in the movie. So if you need to press pause right now, now's the time to press pause until you see the movie and then you can come back later. But the way that the movie opens It's, like, one continuous shot. So it has, like, 1917 vibes. Yeah. And it's in black and white. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, this is really creative. Like, I wasn't anticipating, like, like, normally when movies start, I have lots of comments, right, when it it starts and it's trying to get my attention and I wasn't even talking. Like, I... You were pretty quiet during this movie. I was taking it in. Um, And so... It had more backstory than I was anticipating, yeah. which I was really impressed by, like, the setup for the actual, like, murder that happens. There was lots of setup in this movie. So much setup that I was like, wow, this is really, like, well done. While it was really, really, really long, like, it didn't feel as long as it was, which I think is a really notable yes. thing of how that how why I scored this as high as I You don't get this. to the actual murder until probably almost halfway, halfway through this movie. Yeah. Um... And so, like, in some of the opening scenes, the opening scene, they're, like, at war. And so, like, I wasn't anticipating there to be war scenes, which, like, we all know I love a good war movie. And so that immediately, like, caught my attention in a way that I wasn't ready for. Yeah. And then, right off the bat, like, it kind of goes into this, like, bar live music scene with dancing. And, like, immediately it's like, oh, my gosh, the dresses these women are wearing are stunning. beautiful. Like, I want to wear that. And so, like, the costuming really caught my attention really well. Um, and, like, I didn't recognize any of the actors at this point. So I wasn't, like, I don't have a ton of comments to make at that point. But then even the music, um, there's a character in the movie um, who, like, ends up going on the boat with them and like the character she plays is a singer and oh she did she so good was so good i don't even see her on she's not listed i don't remember why is she not listed she's not listed this is not really i think this is top cast that's a that's a lie is this wrong is imdb wrong no it's just in a weird order she played um she played she played she played the daughter's name was Rosalie? Yes. And then her it name... was the aunt. Was... Oh, man. Either way, she, like... I mean, it was, like, jazz music. And she, she was, did so and well. she was beautiful. But, like... Oh, yeah. Her acting was really well done. Her voice was, like, stunning. Um, and then there... Another person, Rose Leslie, who... Any Game of Thrones fans out there, Rose Leslie is in Game of Thrones. And so... Sophie Okonedu. Okonedu. She played Salome Otterborn. Oh, she played the singer? Yes. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, she did Yeah, and then so... um, But anyways, Rose Leslie, she plays Ingrid in 
um, Game of Thrones, who's like probably one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones. Is that her name in Game of Thrones? Surely it is. That's what just like came to my brain, so that has to be right. Um, I've never seen Game of Thrones, so I can't help you there. You're on your own. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wow, I just really double-guessed myself. I'm not good with names, people, which you've known know. every episode I've declared that. And so that if I ever know something right off the bat, it's always, like, a little hit or miss if it's actually right <laughs> or not and if it's pronounced correctly. <laughs> that is a win. So, anyways, that's how I got to uh, 7.5. Yeah. Wow, we just took a long time talking about critical That's impression. okay. Uh, um, casting impression, I gave it a 7. I yeah. thought the cast of this movie was done really well. Yep. That's um, what we're talking about. Uh-huh. The... Uh, girl that played the niece of the singer yeah uh was in black panther which i don't think you've seen Mm -mm. um i actually really enjoyed that movie it was very well done yes well you know i'm the biggest michael b jordan fan that's ever existed on the face of the planet yes but she was the sister in black panther and so i was like oh but she did an excellent job Mm -hmm. i kenneth branagh played the main character which he directed and did that was awesome and then gal gadot who played wonder woman Mm -hmm. um was kind of like the main girl i don't really want to spoil oh she played wonder woman yeah she's wonder woman also her husband in this movie was played by army hammer and i was kind of surprised to see army hammer because if you followed pop culture at any point Mm -hmm. last year army hammer essentially got quote-unquote canceled for some drama um i mean he did a good job in this playing the character he did do you think you know the drama well enough i did um kind of like look it up essentially um oh cannibalism scandal. i don't want to explain this anyways well this one sentence explanation says army hammer is in the midst of some controversy following bizarre cannibalism and abuse claims yeah, if you so, want to read that article, it's on complex.com, so not sure not if that's actually you. credible. But I don't know. Um, anyways, so he got canceled, so I was kind of surprised to see him. He's a But I will man. say, yeah, and he did a really good job in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think the person, the actor that surprised me the most in this mm-hmm. film was Russell Brand. Yeah. Russell Brand played somebody that was completely not his normal character. Yeah. He usually plays, like, the quirky, offbeat Yeah. And he was, like, the professional, more serious yeah. doctor character well, in this he came movie. On the screen, and I was like, what is he doing in this movie? He looked so different. Yeah. He but did. he did, like, the whole. he the, played it so well. The audience, the people that were in the movie theater with us, all reacted when he came on the screen. It was also, like, like he, in that type of role, I would never have cast him personally. But I think he, like, really, like... Owned up to it. Like, he did a really great job. I'm curious if he's trying to make a, like, career switch. Like, I have no idea. Into some other things. Like, I knew, now that you say Russell Brand, I put his name with his face immediately, but I just know him as Katy Perry's ex-husband. There's that. But he was also, like, like his main, he plays the, like, dumb, crazy dude in almost every other movie that he's yeah. in. And so this Bizarre was just super off-brand. But he really surprised me yeah. in this film. Yeah. So that's like, it was a pretty big cast. There's some pretty big stars in it. And I thought they yeah. all played their specific role well. Yeah. Okay, question for you. Yes. So there's kind of two leading ladies in this movie. The girl that played Lynette and the girl that played Jacqueline. Yeah. Who did you think did a better job? Jacqueline. Me too. No offense to Gal Gadot. I think they both did a good job, but I think the 
Rose? Was that her? Who was it? Lynette, Jacqueline. What? Emma. Those are the characters? I was talking about the actor. The actress is, the girl that played Lynette is played by Gal Gadot. The girl that played Jacqueline is play, played by Emma Mackey. Yeah, I thought she did it. Like, Emma Mackey. When I put them side by side, I think she played her role stronger, but yeah. I think they both did Me too. a good job portraying what they were trying to do. I also think Gal Gadot's character was more mild, right? Yeah. Like her, everything and I think that her, was the point of it. Whereas, like, uh, Emma's character was, like, kind of more crazy. I would say my favorite costume in the whole movie is the dress that she wears in her opening scene. The red dress. Oh, yeah. With the, like, Stunning. flutter back. Oh, my gosh. Like, I want to wear that. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, what was your casting score? My casting score um, was a 6.5. So, again, somewhat tracking with you. Half a point lower. I, I think a 6.5 is pretty high for me to score. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the... Uh, Gal Gadot could have done, like, could have been played by another, like, another another actress could have played her. She could have been replaced, yeah. Whereas, like, Emma Mackey, I thought she did a great job, and I, like, yeah. I wouldn't, like, I would nominate her for, like, supporting actress role, but I don't know if I would for Gal Gadot. But then, I think, like, the rest of the cast, um, like we said, the two, like, the niece of the singer and then the singer were cast really well. I think the men in this movie were cast really well. Um, so, overall, like, there wasn't one person that, like, super stood out to me. I will say the guy that played the lawyer. Oh, yeah. Um, his name, his character's name in the movie was Andrew. Do you know his real name? No, I do not. Okay, well, well it's Andrew in the I'll movie. Um, he... Sometimes I felt like his acting felt kind of forced, but I don't know if that was just, like, the character he was portraying, and I'm just being, like, super nitpicky, but... I think it's hard to tell, like, I think it's hard to, like, it was, I agree, it's hard to tell of, like, yeah, was he supposed to be played that way or not? Yeah. Also, the, like, Miss Bowers, the aunt of Lynette, the yes. aunt of Gal Gadot, and so there's, like, a... This is a spoiler alert, but she ends up coming out as a lesbian in the movie. That was a twist and turn that I, like, did not see at all, and I thought the two of them did a great job playing those characters. Yeah, that was a surprising. So, overall, I'm really happy with casting Russian. I cannot um, find his character. He doesn't exist on IMDb. IMDb's really failing us for giving us fast It's facts not like... The order is not great. No. So... Okay, I'm going to move into my overall impression. Is yeah, that okay? go for it. My overall impression, I gave this a four. I don't need to ever see this movie again. I would recommend it to you guys, though. Like, I definitely say go see it. Like, you will be entertained. And, like, let yourself be entertained by the cinematography and the costuming. Um, and Emma Mackey. Like, I thought that she did a yeah. really good job. So, yeah. Yes, I gave this a 6.5 for overall impression. I really enjoyed it. I like mm-hmm. a cozy mystery, as it's yeah. described. Yeah. Um, a cozy mystery. Which, I my final rating ended up being a 7, which I think is pretty fair okay. for me. Yeah, and my final was a 6. So our combined score was a 6.5. So if a combined score is 6.5, I mean, that's a great, great... It's one of ours where, like, it's not the best movie of all time, but mm-hmm. it's enjoyable, and I would recommend. I thought yeah. it was good. There was enough things about this movie that I'm like, okay, I'm really glad we went and saw this. There was one thing that annoyed me in mm. this movie, and that was the fact that you were so stinking good at predicting this film. Oh, yeah. So at one point, Maddie looks at me 
And she goes, it was this person. We'll keep this part spoiler free. And I was like, no, it's too obvious. And she's like, no, it's this person. And then she goes, no, it's either this person or this person. No, I said it's this person and that person helped them. Okay, whatever. (laughs) And so I was like, that's way too obvious. Like, there's no way. I feel like I watch a lot of, like, crime shows. And so I feel like I'm pretty good at predicting a twist. Okay? So then Maddie was like, are you willing to bet dinner on it? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so if I'm right, you owe me dinner. Yeah, and then I made you predict who you thought. Was yeah, and this, then I made my prediction in the same thing. I was like, if I'm right, you buy me dinner. And I said, deal, because I very confidently knew. Which I was convinced you cheated. You didn't. Um, there was also a prediction at the end that you made spontaneously that you were also right on. <laughs> I was wrong on all three of these predictions, and now I do owe you dinner. So there you go. But I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> so unfair. Needless to say. The twist wasn't, um, I mean, there was a twist. I would say there were twists. Oh, yeah. There was it was like, not where I went in my brain for it. Twist, but the overall of, like, who done did it, I was like, I got this in the first five minutes. Yeah, it's very annoying. Uh-huh. But anyways, there's, there's my beef with the film, but otherwise, would recommend. It was really funny to, like, once we found out that the two people that Lauren predicted weren't the killers. I was so mad. You could see it all over Lauren's face that she was just, like, so upset that she had been defeated. And it was even I'm competitive. Even knew. It's okay. But she just kept looking at me, and I was like, watch the screen. Watch the screen. Anyways. <laughs> so that was kind of death and all. So the second movie we watched was Nightmare Alley, which we intended to go see in the theater when it was in the theater. Uh, we did not make it, but they did put it on Hulu. Yeah. So we both, which actually worked out well, because we both had busy weekends, and so we were like, well, then we can just kind of watch it on our own time mm-hmm. on Hulu. So I went into this movie. I didn't really know what it was about. I just knew it was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Um, it had Bradley Cooper in it. It looked well done. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll go see it. Why not? Um, I was disappointed. Yeah. And I think you would agree with me on that. Yeah. Um, now let me say, just on so this funny. one, my critical impression and my overall impression are going to be vastly different. Okay. Ooh, I because I do think it was well done. Okay. Like, I can kind of understand why the Academy was like, this can get nominated for Best Picture. Do I think it should win? No, I do not. Oh, absolutely not. It won't win. It was. So this movie was two and a half hours long. So long. Which is about an hour too long. Yeah. The beginning moves so slowly. I looked up halfway through. And the whole premise is that he, like, gets connected, this guy gets connected with the psychologist. And I kid you not, we are an hour into the movie and the psychologist has not shown up yet. Yeah. And so, I will say, for it, the cinematography was very well done. It was directed by Guillermo del Toro, who I know yeah. has done a lot of things. Yeah. Wait, let's read a little film synopsis yes, for please. this one. So, Nightmare Alley, because I feel like this is a movie that people... Well, first of all, it performed terribly in box office, so I'm going to guess that most people actually haven't seen this movie. So we're going to give you a little because overview. that name doesn't tell you anything. Well, I actually know the reason why it performed so badly, and we'll get to that in a second. Oh. But film synopsis. In the 1940s, New York, down on his luck, Stanton Carlyle endears himself uh, to a clairvoyant and her mentalist husband at a traveling carnival. 
Using newly acquired knowledge, Carlyle crafts a golden ticket to success by swindling the elite and wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con a dangerous tycoon with the help of a mysterious psychologist who might be his most formidable opponent yet. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I did not know that going into it, and so it was like, what is happening? Now, so, like, I would say overall, like, I thought the cinematography was very well done. The costuming was well done for what it was. Um, it's kind of set like it gave me like circus vibes. Yeah. Almost water for elephant, but scarier and creepier. Yeah. Um, and so like I thought for what it was, it was it was good. So I gave it an overall. I gave it an eight for critical impression. Like I kind of see where they were coming from. Yeah. Um. I don't. I didn't really notice the score as much, but I didn't not like. It was just kind of there, but I thought the costuming was great. And things like that. So I gave it an 8. What about you? Um, yeah. Um, I gave it a 6 for my critical impression. Um, I thought that it was a very stylish movie. And the fact that, like, costuming was done well for having, like, these, like, carnival themes. Um, the leading lady in Nightmare Alley, um, who plays... You're talking about the doctor? Kate, I think. Kate Blanchett? Yes. She he like meets her at the carnival and wait, is that right? No, Molly. The girl that plays Molly is like I think beautiful. So she's like fun to watch. And um sorry, that was probably very confusing. The girl that plays Molly in this movie is beautiful, so she's fun to watch. Which is more casting impression, but I gave it a six. Like, I thought Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. like his acting was really well done. Um, the way that he carried the character, even though I think that he was given a script that was way too long, you see his character development and the ebbs and throat flows in that. He didn't talk for like the first twenty minutes of the movie. Did you notice that? Right, because he was just taking it all in. Yeah, which I think was designed intentionally, yeah, totally. which was smart. Yep. But it's also like, do you have work? Like, do you speak? Yeah, it's also like a movie that comes full circle. And I think at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, his whole character is like taking in an environment that he's kind of thrown himself into. Then he takes it in and earns the trust of those around him so that he can speak into it mm-hmm. and kind of rip it off and do his own thing. Yeah, 100%. So, like, he's very much like a con man in the fact that he, like, basically takes advantage of people. Yeah, so this got nominated for Best Picture, like we said. It also is nominated for Production Design, Costume Design, and Cinematography, which... It's not going to win Cinematography. I don't think so. No, it could win... It depends. I'm going to have to look at the other nominees. Well, we know all the nominees, don't we? We do. I just don't know them off the top of my head for those. I know the ones for... Oh, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, like, overall, like, I think it was well done. Yeah, so what's interesting about this movie is it's a terrible in box office. The yeah. entire movie budget was $60 million, which is, like, huge, considering that opening weekend it only made $3 million. In total worldwide now, it's only made $35 million. So it's not ever going to reach what they spent on it. Interesting. Which is really interesting. Which kind of surprised me that it got nominated for Best Picture when it so, was a flop. Was it a flop? Or, opening weekend, guess what movie opened at the same time? 
Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm, yep, that'll do it. Yep. Uh, so its cinematography competition is West Side Story, Tragedy of Macbeth, Power of the Dog, and Dune. So I would probably say I don't think this is going to win. But I could be wrong. I'm not the Academy. Me either. Oh, I would love to be in the Academy. Ugh, the dream. But <laughs> love to give my oh, opinion. Well. But yeah, that, that'll do it. But casting I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave casting a seven like I did with the other one. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett did a great job. Bradley Cooper did a really good job, I think. Yeah. Um, William Defoe played one of the dudes who also played Green Goblin in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, like, it was casted pretty well. Like, they each mm-hmm. had their own kind of, like... There were several big names. Yeah. Rooney movie. Mara played Molly, and I thought she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah. Mary um Steen Bergen. Yeah, she's famously known from Elf. The mom in Elf. <laughs> um also the guy that played Bruno, I've seen him before, Ron Perlman. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Thank you. Uh yeah, I've seen him in things. But I'd say overall, like, it was casted well. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a ton to say about it. Again, uh, this is one of those movies that I feel like you could have dropped in any white man to play Bradley Cooper's character, and yeah. they probably could have done it. I mean, it didn't get nominated for any acting, and yeah. I think that's valid. Yeah. Um. Now, my overall impression is much lower than the other two. I gave this a three. Yeah. I found this movie to be very boring. Like, the, it was just way too slow. It was way too long. Yeah. The storyline was okay. Yeah. It's really just about manipulation. Like, there are some cool, like, mentalist things in there. Yeah. But, like, overall, like, I don't need to watch this again. I zoned out. If you've ever listened to the podcast with Jamie Golden, she talks about distracted rabbits score. hmm Or just radishes? Rabbits? I don't know. Either way, it's like, how many times does she look up her phone? This would get a high one on this because oh, I... I TikTok a ton during this movie. And... and normally I'd be like, is this because I'm watching it at home? I don't think it was. Like, I, I would have done the same thing in theater, I think. It was just, it did not grab my attention. Like, it did not hold my attention. In either. Like, there was a lot of, the, the cast was big. There's a lot of moving parts, and it was kind of hard to keep up mm-hmm. with. Like, you knew the main players, but, like. It's like, I, I knew what was going on in the beginning, and then at the very, very end, I was like, oh, I see what's going on now. But yeah. it wasn't because of some, like, really well-written something-something. It, it was, was just, just like, like oh. <laughs> I don't think I needed the middle of the movie to understand the point of the story. My overall... Wait, did you say what your overall... Yeah, uh, I said it was a three. So my final rating ended up being a six because critical yeah. was higher. Um, So I just changed my overall impression on the fly here because I don't know can. why I originally gave it what I gave it, but I ended up giving it a two. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend this movie to most people. No, it's very much feels like a niche Oscar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was reading an article about, like, the Del Toro Guillermo? Yeah, thank you. Um, And, like, apparently he's just, like, had a really hard time getting any of the storylines out. And so I'm like, who keeps picking up these movies and giving them funding if they're not doing well? Like, that to me is just something, which is, like, what the article talked about. It's like, why do we keep putting movies, money behind these movies that don't do well? Yeah. Um. So. so this is, I would say this is not for the, the popular audience. Mm-hmm. If you're, like, super critical. If it wins awards, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah. I If it wins Best Picture, I think I will Cancel. protest the Oscars. Because um, I think they're 
multiple movies that are better. Well, it's interesting. I would, I would almost like chalk it up. Is that the right cliche? Probably. Chalk it up to like, did just like a not not enough movies come out last year for us to nominate? Is that how this ended up? I don't know, man. Also, if you I noticed, a it. lot of the movies that got nominated got nominated later. Like, they were mm-hmm. released later, which I think is not super uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. So your overall ended up being a 4.3. Yep. And our combined was a 5.2. So it's not, not great. Not best. Um, but again, if you like niche films, I thought this was going to be scary. It wasn't. There the were parts of it that part were like, was like what happened with the geeking, kind of like gory, I would say, yeah, but not like I'm yeah. gonna run out of the room. The goriest thing that happens is somebody gets hit by a car. Yeah, which I, I mean, you, we're not telling you who. It's not a spoiler, but like no. they, you see somebody get hit by a car. There's some gun, bo- There's like, like a creepy man. Yeah, and it's like there were times like with the geeking, which I won't spoil it. Like I did cover my eyes because I did not want to watch it, mm-hmm. not because it was like. It was just the process of, essentially, like, when we talk about geeking, it's, like, in this carnival, they have a man that they... Is it a man or is it a beast? It's essentially, they take the drunk dude and deprive him of everything, so he goes mad, and then they make people pay to watch him eat a live chicken, and it's just kind of gross, and... Sad. It's It's sad, and I was like, I just didn't need to watch this. Human abuse. Yeah. Um... I mean, that that played a part in the movie, and that's kind of where the full circle thing comes in, which we will not spoil, but, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if I would recommend this, but, yeah. To me, if somebody was like, Maddie, what's a good thriller? This is not that's one not that I would it. ever list. No. Yeah. But, anyways, so those are kind of our thoughts on yeah. both Death on the Nile and Nightmare Alley. Yeah, it's kind of fun to, like, review two, ep- or two, two episodes, two movies, like one that's nominated last year, and then a... I think Death in the Nile probably has potential of being nominated for something. I mean, it's so early on in the year that we it's don't really very know what it's going to it, but It's true. I would say it has it has some potential, but we kind of have to see. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So again, shameless plug, go leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Also, if you're ever like, man, I wish that they would talk about a certain movie or a topic or anything like that. Yeah. We would love Let us know. We, um... I mean, I can't promise we will have the ability to watch them all, but I would love to know what you want to, you, what the people want to hear. Do you guys think that I should make Lauren do a Jurassic Park marathon with me next week? Next week? Or the week after, or the week after Oh that, my goodness. I'm not opposed to Jurassic Park marathons on stressful. You look so cuddly in all the sweaters right now. It's kind of supporting my back, I'm not going to lie. Again, it's kind of warm and cozy. We're sitting on the floor in my closet, and where Lauren sits every week is like against my sweater. Yeah. And she looks really comfortable. Yeah. So, for sure. Anyways, thanks for tuning in and right. listening to our advice. Um, because who, who needs, needs a, a critic, critic anyways? anyways? I think we nailed it this time. That was so much better than last week. All right, we will catch you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.